Hey everyone, it's Bernie from Burn Appetit and the Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is not only delicious, but also makes an impact. Thrive Coffee is a non-profit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. In just three bags sold pays for one hour work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. Let's support this great cause. What's going on? Welcome back uh, to another pandemic edition of the Audible Podcast. This is like the uh, the 88th episode inside the pandemic, and we're probably going to do another 88 uh, because we are trapped in here. Thank y'all for coming in and uh, checking me out again, checking out the pod, giving your time to your boy. Even though y'all y'all and me doing shit, y'all ain't listening to shit. Y'all listen to uh Colin Cowher and, and all these type of cats. So, if you listen to them, you can definitely give me a a, a peep of the eardrum. You heard me. So, thank y'all for coming in. I'm the host, the Woody, the man. Um, I say almost already know. We got a lot to talk about. We got a decent chunk to talk about. This is a uh, this might be a, a bitchy, moany, whining uh, type of episode. I'm just I'm really in a, a a terrible mood. I've been really trying to restore the feeling. Uh, of just negativity, just pure uncut negativity, it's just so so wonderful. For before I start, I want y'all to go check out uh, our podcast network, CrossingStreamMedia.com. A lot of different podcasts. Um, episode of um, Three Bills and a Mic just came up. Uh, the last time was about Doctor Strange. This time about Shangley. A uh, Doctor Strange, a couple of trailers, Spider Man trailers. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff we discuss. Um, a lot of different podcasts and the thing. Everything from uh, Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dan on who has Dan on? I was thinking of Tom on whatever <laughs> the Dan Aykroyd podcast to Beard Ain't Easy. Uh, a lot of different podcasts, uh, a lot of different styles, a lot of different flavors. Uh, you get some sports, you get some some gaming, you get some some uh, alcohol reviews, some beer reviews, um, cracking them, them things like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So uh, I want to shout out the website before we get into it, but let's get into it first thing. So we talked about. A little bit ago, I had to travel, right? So I had to go <laughs> to, to the pits of hell. Not the pits of hell, but it's very far away um, for me. I went to El Paso, right? So uh, first of all, I want to say that it is the nicest, well, not the nicest weather. Nicest weather, well, it wasn't nicest weather I felt. It's the second nicest weather <laughs> uh, I felt in Texas because it is a dry heat. Um, I'm sure there are people who stay in like Arizona, um, uh, pretty much the the West Coast, Southwest part of uh, 
United States and several other areas, but they like, damn, dry heat is still fucking hot as shit. The, the difference is, right, the difference is between now these places across the, the Texas, Texas, right? So I can get to I could probably get to Florida quicker than I, I can get to that place. So the difference. Humidity and the shade. The shade out there, you can hide in the shade. Over here, you just got to take your ass inside. If you in uh, New Orleans, you in Florida, you in uh, Florida's nicer, uh, much nicer. Uh, well, atmosphere wise, uh, the mutants and troglodytes is just not so nice there. Florida is a very versatile state as far as its wealth and racism. Uh, Northern Florida is Kentucky, and Southern Florida is uh, debauchery. So it's it's really a, a taste, a touch, or whatever you want. Uh, it's a shit state, but it's the sticky heat. New Orleans, Houston, Lafayette, all these places in between here versus the dry heat. Y'all got somewhere to hide. In Arizona, I could go lay in the shade in Arizona. I give me a nice little cool breeze. I'm gonna be hot, but I'm telling you that humidity is like somebody, somebody clawing at your skin, man. Somebody peeling your skin back like a sweet, like a sweet potato, man. It's it's not that good. It's not that great. So the the trip was horrible. Um, but me going anywhere is horrible. Uh, that I have to go myself. That I just can't and kind of just lay down the whole way. Uh. Which reminds me, I'm overdue for a very nice train ride. Uh, maybe I'll take a, I don't know where I'm going to go, but Amtrak is so terrible. I, I might, uh, a two-hour, uh, well, there's nowhere to go for two hours, but a five-hour, six-hour train ride might turn into 16 um, if it has anything to do with Amtrak. I don't know if I told y'all my story. Uh, so way, way back in that day, I was 18, 19, 18, 17. Um, I had a job in uh, California, right? So I was doing, and this is the this is the weird thing about me, right? All my jobs have been like I've had many jobs. Um, all my jobs have been communication type of sales job, either sales jobs or communication, you know, communicator type of job or, you know, really is, is everything has been based around sales, right? Customer service. I fucking hate people. I just keep getting uh, fucking trapped in the fucking matrix. Everywhere I go, everything I want to do um, turns into me having to speak to people. Even this, the, the shit I actually enjoy doing. Uh, I like my job too, but I actually enjoy doing this. It's cool. Uh, but unfortunately, I have to talk to millions and millions of people that decide to listen to this podcast every single day. I could have exaggerated with the millions, but it is what it is. So I had to go to California. I got lost for a second. I had to go to California, and I was working out there. I was doing so good out there. They sent me out there. We was basically knocking on doors, and we was basically like uh, the company is like subcontractor for Different internet companies. So when people knocking on your door, where well, there's nobody, I don't really know if it's people doing it like that no more. Um, besides the slaughter day, the uh, Saints of Slaughter Day, you know, the uh Joe's Witness Cats, uh, who ruins they ruin 
uh, knocking on door. I think they've probably ruined the market. So all the vectorized niggas they used to be selling vacuum cleaners. We used to have people knocking on the door all the time. Um, we was used to the people knocking on the door. Neighbors knock on your door. Your friends, hey, you know, your mama friends, your parents friends, they coming over. Hey, what y'all doing? What y'all hey, come outside? You know, regular shit. Um, the Lord of Day Saints cast ruined it because most people, how it goes was. They would just drop us off eight o'clock in the morning. We just get dropped off and ran a part of uh we was in Carson City and we was in um I was in Long Beach, I was in Carson City, I was in uh Compton, I was in Hawaiian Gardens, I was in um man, I was in a, a, a lot of different places, right? Uh Orange County. That's where you know the the big house, you know, we from it's a, it's a difference, dog. It's a, it's a huge difference. Like, I know we don't... Everything is about experience, right? That's why I, there's, there's some things you can't you can't teach, and there's some things you can't unteach because it, it's just about experience. It's about what people go through because I'll never understand what you went through, right? I can sympathize. I can empathize on it, but it's your experience. If I've never been through it, too, it's, it's your experience, right? So I can only take from it what you give me. So... In a lot of these places, I don't know. It's just so weird, though. It's like, let's say in, in like Orange County, right? Big boy houses in New Orleans. We just not used to that, though. I, I, I'm not used to those houses. Like it's some cities are, are just segregated like that. New Orleans, everybody was was kind of in their own pocket. Poor people was here. Other people was here, other people was here, other people was here. Our, our, it seemed like the makeup back then, and I'm talking early 2000s, I'm talking 90s. I said, well, you could say throughout the, the, the 2000s. It's, it's pretty much, it's black, white, Asian. A lot of Asian cast is stayed in Michoud, which is really far out, Eastern New Orleans. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of white folks stay, you know, Spread all around, but you know, you, you see a lot of Metairie and all these different places. It's just everywhere. It's just real segregated. So, I, I, to be honest, I wasn't used to seeing. I'm still not really used to seeing. I seen like real big houses, mansions, fucking twenty, you know, fifty room mansions. Like, who? Wh- what is all this? So when we when I walk in these these doors, I'm a little intimidated because I was 17, 18, and I'm looking at like. Fucking some Fresh Prince of Bel Air type shit. These are crazy houses. These niggas got uh, fruit trees. They had a cherry tree. They got a lemon tree in front of their house. I'm like, what? Who? How can you even grow this? Do, do fruit can fruits grow in Louisiana? Can I get a a fucking fig? Uh, we can get a fig out of fig tree, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not used to seeing a cherry tree. You know what I mean? If people from New Orleans, if you've been, you know, uh, and, and everybody, most of everybody, been in a a ghetto, been, you know, been poor, lived in a, a poor neighborhood, a bad neighborhood, however you want to say it. Um, but there's different levels. If you did, it's like different levels to uh, broke ass neighborhoods um, in the country and, of course, in the world. So um, the the level of neighborhood I'm used to seeing uh, versus what I, I, I see it, you know, it kind of, I told y'all that before, it kind of stabilizing my mind. Like, is this area, even though it could be, it's just what I have to do to 
you know, in, in some some cases, just stay confident and stay stay strong, stay on it. It's just worse than New Orleans. Like it's this neighborhood I'm in, or, or this place I'm at, or this this situation I'm in. Is this worse than anything I've been through uh, in New Orleans? Uh, and most times, ninety eight percent of the time, it's an N to the O. So um, then a double entendre might be a that's a that's def, definitely a double. I didn't mean to do that. Send me a check. But what I'm knocking these doors, um, it just so happened. Fucking cat just ran across here. Fucking cat Lewis. You call Lewis in this motherfucker. People were so nice, right? So this is where I learned, you know, it's not like I've ever been a bad kid or, or rude or polite. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I think I, I, I know my man. It's like I know what's right and what's wrong. One of the, the wildest things, one of the things I don't like is when people talk about mistakes and making mistakes. If you know what you're about to do is bad, it's not a mistake. A mistake is if you just happen to do some shit and you had no idea and it's the wrong or incorrect way to do it. That's a mistake. If you know some shit is wrong before you do it, that's just you doing some wrong shit. So it's a, it's a lot harder for me to uh, apologize, uh, you know, or accept the apology over some dumb shit like that. But I've always been like that. I've always been, uh, you know, well-mannered and, and all this type of shit because to me, uh, being nice is not even nice, but I even have to be nice to people. I don't say, hey, good morning. You know, I'm not even like that. I barely talk to people when you walk past. You may get ahead now. You may get it was up. It kind of depends on what's going on. But leaving the door from people, holding the door from people. You see somebody, if I'm walking up, there's two people walking up to the door. It's a door we pull open, right? So the door you pull open, we walk from opposite directions. If I'm coming from the back part of the door, if it could be a grown man walking up, woman, grown man, it don't matter. And I'm opening the door. I'm going to let them go in first and then I go around. That's just how, that's just easier that way. I don't want to bump into nobody. I don't want to harp and try to get in and we rub shit. I don't want to touch nobody. I don't want nobody touching me. Open the door, go in. So I've always been like that. But this, this place taught me that everybody should be like that because I know these people are rich. And when you're rich, more than, they were rich and wealthy too. You can mix that all in, but. They didn't have to be so nice. These are like fucking gentle people. I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was going to get killed. These people were so nice to me. Uh, and they really taught me. And and that's even even as I got older, the people I've met were like the most money. They're pretty. And like y'all may be saying, hey, of course they're fucking nice. But there's a we all know when you meet certain people, there's just a gentleness a calmness um, that they bring, that you see in them. If you don't see in them, maybe you just, you know, you're not looking into people like that. You don't look at people like that. But there's a genuineness. Uh, that's, I don't know if it's a word, but there's a genuine fact that you can see in a lot of people. And a genuine kindness and you see a lot of people. And I saw that there, and I felt that there. And um, from strangers, pure strangers, uh, white folks who, you know, interactions in the past have not been... <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but I just felt like they didn't need to be nice to me. Um, I was talking to one of the cats. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Like I said, they was just drop us off. I mean, uh, I'm states away. I'm, I'm uh, halfway across the country from what I know and anything I know. So I'm just walking around California um, and different different little cities in Southern California and, and, and trying to work, trying to do my thing. And um, 
I, I went in the first house. This house had a cherry tree in the front. And um, the dude was like, nice. He's like, oh, he's like, all right. I'll just make sure you're not one of those Latter-day Saints motherfuckers. They knocking on my door at quarter to six. I was like, God damn. So I'm like, they ruined it for everybody. Uh, these Latter-day Saints cats, look, man. I know y'all won't get the word out. I ain't got nothing against y'all getting the word out. But six six fifteen, son, you are you crazy? And we want we running. This is weekdays. We running. Yeah, it's weekdays. We didn't work weekends. It's work. It's weekdays. So most likely, rich didn't do nothing anyway. They probably sleep. You probably ruining my sleep. Or oh, you knocking on the door at six o'clock in the morning. Nobody. There's nobody. Nobody knocks on the door at six o'clock in the morning. Plus, you work overnight, you come in this side, and you forgot your key. Nobody knocks on the door at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, the Latter-day Saints, guys, I think they kind of killed the door-to-door knocking and door-to-door service. We used to get uh, a lot of uh, Mexican ladies just come out, crib, knock on the door, you know, give our little pamphlets, Catholic, you know, little church pamphlets, whatever. We used to have all that. We don't, we, we don't get nothing. Well, I know Corona now, but even before that, um, uh, none of that happened. So, uh, being out there, and just being being in Cali was a it was a great experience. I don't know why I just bought it up, or why I flipped it around, but um, but being out there was just a great experience, and um, it's a great experience for a young person. That's 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 one thing about experience and, and travel, right? So, you know, a lot of us really don't have like traveling families like nobody's i don't know a lot of people that family packed up and said hey we driving to fucking montana not from my neighborhood oh hey we packing up we driving to minnesota everybody knew who they knew was kind of in the city or in a state or maybe they're in texas or maybe they uh you know a little bit away a little bit away you know we don't we don't have family that um, like extensive close family, you know, like your your, your mama's sister, your mama brother, your daddy brother, that stay in a, a far out state. You know what I mean? So, if your your grandparents stay in California, maybe that's a reason for uh, several people of uh, the family to go to California or to Florida, different places. We have like that. Everybody was either in in New Orleans or in in Texas. It's always kind of been that way. So, um, my travel experience, young, is not really that crazy. Um, we used to go to, we went to Florida a couple times. And I mean, I mean a couple, I literally mean two. Nigga. I remember both of them. Uh, I remember going to Tennessee for a football game. Um, we went to, to Texas a, a lot of times um, just because I had a little family here. Um, we, we, we would come here a lot. So, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't do any international travel, you know, niggas ain't, niggas wasn't seven years old, experiencing Florence, Italy. And I think that's a lot of that, a lot of Americans in general don't uh, deal with that, let alone people that's broke as a motherfucker, like, because who really got, even today, I don't even know, I could pull, uh, well, I could probably put together, uh, buying tickets for uh, four or five niggas, uh, we gonna have a, tr- we got trouble um, trying to get there, so. You know, we, we I didn't really have a lot of travel experience growing up. Um, it's something I wish I had, but you know, it it kind of is what it is. I'm glad I I got a chance to, to get it, but a lot of experience. That's I was flipping that, flipping coming back to that too. There's some things, man. I, I was talking to, ah uh, damn it, I forgot who I was talking to. So I do. That was about one of my salespeople, right? 
I, we we come from two different places, but we're cool. It's all right. It works like that. That's how things come together. But there are things that I just can't we just can't relate to. The the things that you know you, you just can't relate to with people, and you find certain things, and you know that's how you get together, and that's how you know you find common ground, and you know how it it go from there, how it go from there. But experience, man, being around people, being around different groups of people. You know when when I came to Texas, when I first initially came to Texas, I remember going to a mall. Uh, in Houston, called Sharpstown, right? And this tripped us out, tripped me out for sure. I was I was in Sharpstown for the first time, right? Sharpstown, more than more than that in Greenspoint, right? To Houstonians, they're like bad malls. Um, I think Greenspoint might be fucking shut. No, it's not shut down. It it, it looked like the last time I passed it, but. To us, those malls felt like home. Like, Shelftown felt like New Orleans. <laughs> Greenspoint felt like New Orleans. So, we would always be in there. But the first time I went in there, I mean, walking around, and I seen 15 everywhere. Literally, we went to three malls, right? We went to Shelftown, and, and it's a little area used to be just, uh, I, I haven't been there in a long time. It's a little area, just used to be a, a jewelry area. You can get fitted for golds and all that golds, and, you know. Chains, all jewelry, everything was over there in this little area. And I kept seeing 15, me and my cousin. We kept seeing 15 everywhere, and it was tripping us out. So we left there. We went somewhere else. We went to, I think, the Galleria. And we saw 15 everywhere. We went somewhere else. and went to the mall. It was a, like a strip mall. And we saw 15 everywhere. And I wouldn't say I was scared, but... You ever just seen like a movie and like the dude is just it's some prophecy that keep popping up and you're like, well, why does I keep seeing it? Dude, I seen 15 for like four different times that day. And I'm I'm and you saying 15, like jewelry, rings that got the just the number 15 on it, uh chains, um it's every kind of jewelry, shirts, hats, 15, 15, 15. I'm like, what the fuck they got going on? Is it a it's 15, it's this month, it's like but then I asked him, like, yo, why am I seeing 15 everywhere? What the fuck is going on? I asked him, I got to work that Monday because I saw it all weekend. It's like 15. What are you talking about? It's like, dude, I saw 15 everywhere again. It's like, it could be for quinceaneras. I was like, what the, f- what is that? What? Because it uh, the population is high now. Back then, we didn't have a lot of, I didn't know no Mexican cats. What the fuck I know about a quinceanera? I just seen 15 for two days straight, 10 hours, 20 hours total. But it was something so simple. It's just a fucking, not a sweet 16, it's a sweet 15. I'd never seen it before. So we tripped, bro. When I'm telling you, we were, I would say scared. <laughs> we were scared. But I was definitely paranoid. Like, I was checking my, I was checking my watch. I'm like, wait, is, should I be waiting for like the 15 hour, the 15 day? I'm like, what the fuck? I, it, it really tripped me out, but just being around different people and um, getting a little touch, a little taste of different um, uh, cultures and, and and all that. And you didn't even have to accept, not even accept the culture like you hate it, but you have to be a part of the culture. Like, I, I wouldn't, I can't navigate 
a lot of you know Asian uh, Japanese culture, a lot of cultures like that. It's just I don't know. To me, it's just too fucking difficult. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to write like that. To to learn how to write like that seems very difficult. It's probably very easy. It's probably much easier than English. Um, well, everything is probably easier than fucking English, but um, but you can still like you can still respect it. You know what I mean? It's like it's just something I just can't get into. I don't know how to do the paint. The, I I like the food. I like some other stuff. It, you know, it just is what it is. But some people just don't get to experience that, and especially in America, which is so crazy because uh, we have these major cities that people from uh, around the world come to. If you you can go in any country and say you're from America and if you say Texas or New York they're gonna know what it is like you say Los Angeles LA Los Angeles they're gonna know what it is they know what it is they've, they've probably never been there um but they, they they know it they've heard of it and um and and in here in in America the obviously this country is is bigger than a lot of other countries combined but let's say in, in places in Europe, the travel, inter-country travel, happens way more than the travel that we have here. I, I, I always wonder. I don't know who is the who's over the Department of Transportation um, in America. Uh, I already know the Department of Education has done a, a fucking terrible job. Uh, 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 ass whipping worthy job uh over the last hundred years two three hundred years but i don't know who's over the department of like transportation because why is there like the it's the mississippi river only for fucking boats that uh you know can we can we not get a travel boat can i can we not be able to travel up the mississippi river like is it too short in some areas but we do we send boats and shit up there we still transport and shit we don't have a, a a fucking we can't put people on a boat and say hey uh nigga do you want to go st louis i don't know how the mississippi river go pretty sure go to st louis from here but we can't do nothing like that i already know the trains are not owned by uh america uh the trains that were built by mostly not mostly Mostly, yeah, it's mostly uh, 96% slave labor, uh, where there's mostly the Chinese and different other groups. Most of the Chinese, I remember. Um, these people still on these tracks. So these people that was uh, that bought these tracks in the fucking 1800s, not bought them, but uh, used slave labor to build these tracks, are still on these motherfuckers. So I, I, I assume America is not um, too privy with... Uh, bartering with the railroad system or the people who own the tracks or they're not too interested in building their own tracks but it would benefit I think just the overall experience of regular Americans if they got a chance to go from um, toothless West Virginia and they get to slide up into whatever major city is around that's within two three hours of that ride you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm sure i think west virginia is maybe somewhere virginia all these places somewhere around baltimore maryland you know a good a major city uh within maryland or dc a major city with most people they grow up in their own little bubble like there's a lot of black people that think that there's more black people in the country than the united states 
than any other race or than white people. Oh, it's more black people than white people. No, you just see niggas all day because you just around niggas all day. It, we, it's not even close. The number is uh, ginormous as far as the difference uh, in population numbers. Like even with us as as uh, ethnicities, it, the numbers is is separating uh, by a lot. And the numbers between white and everything else is not even close. It's like fucking seventy eight percent white people, and then everything else fills in the rest. Um, it's not an exact number, but it's close. So there's a lot of people that have just never experienced other places, other states. There's a lot of states that would benefit off of this. Oklahoma would definitely benefit off of this. Going from Texas, Texas to Oklahoma, driving. Let's say you from from Houston, it's probably like five hours, right? A train will probably give you that two, two and a half. So everybody want to be here, they want to gamble, they can do that. Excuse me. Going from, let's say, Houston to Lake Charles, Lafayette, a lot of people go that route to go gamble because in Texas, slavery, you can, you can buy a gun. I could buy a gun out of Walmart and carry a that motherfucker. Um, basically shoot a nigga. I can walk up the street with a gun and it'd it be legal. Uh, but simple shit like putting a quarter into a machine and pulling a slot, illegal in the state of Texas. Betting $5 of my money on a game, illegal in Texas. Uh sh- Shitty shit shit backwards, but this type of system because everybody don't have a car that can travel like that. Nobody's about to drive fucking 10 hours. Uh, from here, let's say from like Louisiana to, to uh, let's say from New Orleans to Cali, it's probably like 28 hours, 30 hour drive. I would say it's probably a 30 hour drive. The train to probably get you there much fucking sooner, like that, you know. At, I'm just saying this for experience wise. You know what I mean? Like there's people that need to get out of their own neighborhood. There's people, they need that. Like even people that's in New York, which, which is huge, is gigantic, is multicultural, but you need to get out of that because there's different speeds in different cities. Um, there's a lot of uh, people initially from Katrina that came to Texas. And most people would say Texas is too boring because we, in the in the daytime and the nighttime, the cities they move at two different speeds. At night, Texas slows all the way down. Um, at nine ten o'clock, Texas, Texas starts to shut down. By two o'clock, Texas is shut down. It's three o'clock. I mean, the only thing you'll see open is like McDonald's and shit. Like it's it's it shuts down. New Orleans never shuts down. So if you know we want to go get a drink two thirty in the morning, at three o'clock in the morning. Like yo, let's go get a drink. I could, I could do that if I want to go get a, a full meal with liquor. Three thirty in the morning, I could do that. Like I'm sure there's places in you know Texas you can do that, but in New Orleans, in Louisiana, in general, you could probably do that most places. You know what I mean? Like so, we had different speeds. New York, a place that never sleeps. We had totally different speed when you come down to certain areas. That's why if you know a lot of New Yorkers, they they gravitate to to certain areas. You know what I mean? They gravitate like Miami to Fort Miami, another place that really never sleeps. Um, and people need to experience these different speeds. Like 
I was talking about this yesterday. I don't want to go to New York. There's, I've never thought about going to New York. Like, hey, you know, I want to see Times Square. Because in New York, I know it's a lot of people. And I know they're shoulder to shoulder. And the one thing I hate, oh, man, is somebody bumping into me, man. Shoulder to shoulder. I'm filling up with steam. I'm filling up like a mother with some hot coals, just thinking about somebody just bumping into me. And they just keep walking because they got headphones. And they're so used to being rude. And they're so used to that type of contact. And like I said, it's a totally different speed. That they don't even like, they're used to being packed up. In a subway, they're used to being packed up with each other. And in, in, on the street, they in New Orleans, You've seen Bourbon Street, but it's not fucking shoulder to shoulder all the time. It's never like that except Mardi Gras. But in like Times Square, it looks like Mardi Gras all the time. Maybe, you know, some some in some cases it may be a little um a little less crowded, but it looks pretty fucking crowded to me. So I've never wanted to go to New York, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that, you know, um would like to go, don't want to play a plane ticket. I think the train ride is just a lot, lot better. Um overall, just overall experience. Look, I don't know what the Department of uh, Transportation is for the United States, but uh they've been doing a fucking awful job for a long time. We have there's no infrastructure. It, it's just I think you know it's probably a big not probably. I'm sure it's a political game. I'm more sure it's just a nasty political game by uh, airlines. Just like weed and alcohol. Weed is not coming in because alcohol is this old thing that they've always taxed. It's like the energy it's like the energy situation. All is this old thing that they've all taxed that everybody's had the money invested to, including several countries. Their countries have built relationships based off of all. And um, relationship that's probably been 80, 90 years. By relationships, I mean they probably got fucking raided. Um, and then it became a relationship because it, the United States forced it. But either way, these are businesses and the, the people have been inked that for 80 and 90 years, 100 years. This is a long-standing business. And as we know, the country is run like a business. Um, so I'm more than sure this has been something from that airlines would hate because if I tell you instead of a plane ticket to New Orleans that may cost from let's say from you know Florida uh Miami to whoever is three hundred dollars and it take four hours to get there, or you spend a hundred and it take you seven hours to get there. Or it may take you eight hours to get there. I may take the fucking eight hours. I'll I'll just pay uh $75 or $100 instead of the 400 and just lay down all day and just look out the window on there. I think a lot of people go for that experience. Um, and I think a lot of the travel between major cities in the same state, for instance, Dallas to Houston, San Antonio to Austin and all these places, these places are like four-hour drives. Let's say from Houston to Dallas, like four hours. Austin is like two and a half, three. San Antonio is like three. A train would like as far as people that do business, there'd be no reason for them to get in the plane. So I think a lot of the uh the the train travel that we don't have has a lot to do with the, the airline industry. Um just not wanting to give up that um 
inside the state travel. Because the inside the state travel, you know, most people got family members within the same state. So, you know, if, if I'm going from one place to one place inside the same state, more than likely, uh, I'll, I'm not going to do the Greyhound. Uh, you're going to do the train. Um, so they would rather you spend much more for a plane. And it, it, it's dirty pool, but uh, I think the... I think the experience is needed because, like I said, it's talking to a lot of people, um, even like friends. Like, yeah, they, you know, they, there's way more black people. I'm like, dog, where are y'all at? Where are y'all going? Like, just because, you know, you walk out the door, you look both sides across the street, there's niggas everywhere. That, that's it's not the case. It's not even close. Like, if you, you can look at the population of states, ain't no niggas in Montana. Ain't no niggas in Wyoming. We got states. See, bro, we got states that nobody even care about. We, you know, it's it just is what it is. Kanye West is the only time any nigga has ever bought up Wyoming in forty years. It's 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 been there. Idaho is still there. Montana's there. The Dakotas is up there. When we think about major cities, so even if you think about a major city, you think about a state like Pennsylvania, the major city is, is Philly. It's like another 200 fucking cities in there. Like, it's a lot of places, and it's a lot of places um, that people just don't get to experience. I think it's a little sad. Um, I think that's what leads to a lot of, uh, and not leads to, I won't say at least two because I think you're an ignorant motherfucker already, but I think it, it keeps it that way. It caps your ignorance. Like, it, you know, you're going to have a capped ignorance. Um, not capped ignorance, but you're going to be capped as far as your life and how you handle things. If you've just never experienced certain things, other people's cultures, other people's shit. So um, it's just terrible. Uh, I just think it's off. I don't know how I got on that uh, tangent about the fucking... Uh, transportation department, Jesus Christ! Oh, what are we uh, discussing here? It's just a fucking uh, MSNBC podcast. Uh, another thing I want to talk about: off experiences. I got three things, right? So, been doing a lot of driving, of course, as y'all know. Driving while talking on the phone. Family. Let's just, you don't need to, let's have a talk about this, right? You're riding in a, I'll just throw out a a small estimate, a 3,500-pound vehicle. A death machine. If you're going 30 miles an hour, you can kill somebody. You're going 40 miles an hour, you can definitely kill somebody. What do you think going to happen if you're riding at 65 <laughs> with your phone in your face, dog? I seen two days in a row, right? This kid. I seen the old dude. This dude was like 75. This is somebody's gonna accuse me of ageism. You shouldn't be on the road anyway. Look, I seen some in Japan. In Japan, they put these stickers on the back of people's window if they're older. So people on the fucking road know 
hey man, take it easy. Don't be swirling and dirling around because maybe they're, you know, their reaction, everything is just not as quick as everybody else. So we know out here, I can only know after my fucking car flipped over and some old niggas asked me, uh, he's apologizing. Put your phone down. Is there a way for me to invent? Like I'm, I was seriously sitting at the red light looking over and I'm thinking of ways to invent a way. For every time you grab your phone instead of an airbag, a fist comes out of the steering wheel and just puts one right in your fucking nose. Just right between right between the eyes. It's dangerous, man. It's stupid, man. If, if you're going to pay attention while doing anything, and this has become like, I'm talking cars, trains, planes, I'm talking all type of shit. If you're going to do anything Don't text and drive. Don't even talk and drive. If you don't have the fucking Bluetooth in your car, I don't want to see you with your phone up. Ask everybody I see with the phone up, I, I blow at them. And they jump. And the phone goes crazy. Get off the phone. Because if you didn't have that phone on your and I'm blue. You would have just looked over like, who the fuck is this motherfucker blowing at? You wouldn't have got scared. You wouldn't be swerving. Like a fucking dumbass. It's ridiculous, right? Another thing. Alright, even wrote shit up. You know what we're gonna name this? This is my uh part two of my driving pet peeves. Right? So we talked about we're gonna discuss that again. My number one, my number one thing is blinkers. The blinkers, the signalers, left and right. Obviously, inside vehicles, we can't talk to each other. The blinkers let everybody on the road knows what you are doing. Even if I'm three calls back and I'm in the left lane, maybe I'm trying to get into the right lane. You three calls forward and you're in the right lane, you turn it. Your blinkers on the right mean that I could just speed up and just get into the right because since you turn, it's going to be a little lag in the line. So instead of me just getting over outright like I was going to do before getting the right lane, I don't have to turn. I don't I don't need to turn with you, but I just want to get over because I just need to get over in the right lane. I mean, I need to turn after that. Your blinkers let me know that I could just stay in my lane and why that little lag in the line is going from you turning. I could just get over into the right lane when there's my chance to. You know what I mean? It's it, it does all of that. It does all that. I don't know how y'all uh drive. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm too psychosomatic with how uh I don't even know that applies. Jesus Christ, what I just said. Uh, maybe I'm too crazy psycho about uh on the road. Uh, even if I'm going 30, 40 miles an hour, I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still looking at what's what's going on because it's it's pretty fucking dangerous, guys. Like it, it's pretty dangerous to drive in general. Um, let alone driving while uh, extremely uh, distracted in, in, in several different ways. So we got the blinkers. We got on, on the phone. Number three. 
speeding on regular ass streets. Where are you going? And if you were trying to go there, why didn't you just get on the highway? Right? If if the if we're in a regular ass street and the speed limit is 35, I'm gonna probably go 40. I'm black. I go 45 is it's, it's curtains, right? I'm going 40, maybe. I'm going 40. I'm probably going 40. Why are you going 55? Where are you going? And if you need to go 55 and 60, why didn't you just get on the fucking highway? What's, what's up with the swerving, lane to lane, jumping left, lane right? Almost put, I didn't almost, I did. I put my whole head out the window. Took the seatbelt off and all to look out the window and look at the car next to me and ask this nigga, where are you going? Why are you behind me swerving? And I see you in front of me. Then you're next to me. Then you're at the front left. Then you're at the back left. Of course, the nigga that put out his window, he looked at me like you scared. But why are you driving like this? Where are you going? We stuck, and now we back. We still stuck at the same red light. Where are you going? Why are you swerving, hitting the brakes? Go left lane. Go right. It's thirty-five miles an hour. Slow the fuck down. Number four. Sheesh! I'm getting fucking worked up. Get pissed off. I'm telling you. I, I looked at this nigga like he was crazy. I took the uh, my shoulders was out the window. I'm looking at this nigga like a dog. What are you doing? Why are you driving stupid? I be tripping. My bad. I be tripping. Uh, letting people over. This is something I do. This is more of a not a pet peeve thing. Well, it's a pet peeve thing, but it's more of a polite thing. Let the person over. See somebody trying to get in the right lane, trying to turn, maybe trying to get over. Unless they've been driving terrible, let the motherfuckers up. Let people over. What's wrong with y'all? What y'all doing? Oh, I want him to get in front of me. Where you going? Let them get over, and you just get over in in the, in the lane they was in. If we don't want nobody in front of me, that way they don't slow you down. You keep, you keep moving, keep it going. What's up? What's wrong with y'all? Getting very angry. We might have to shut this thing down. It's pissing me off. Number five. The people who getting the people who get into the fast food line. The wrong way. Look. You see how the line go. I don't even no, I don't even see long when I see long fast food lines, I, I just keep going because it don't even I'm not even gonna deal with it. Chick-fil-A, I don't even know how y'all even see Chick-fil-A. People see 12 lines at Chick-fil-A, 12 cars, and three lines of 12 different cars, 36 cars. And they can still pull up to the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. It is two people inside. That's that's America, by the way. Also, if you want a fast meal, just go inside. There's nobody inside. Nobody orders inside. Everybody just wants to sit in their car. 
in uh and order their fucking mail, which is just hilarious. People were rather sit in the car for 15 minutes. And they could have been home already if they just got out that motherfucking and and went inside. That's a hilarious uh American American thing. Besides uh the poisonous food that the government uh, allows them to uh serve you. But if you are in line, if you see the line circling around, we all know how the line look. We all know if you come at McDonald's from a certain angle, they've built an extra line at every McDonald's. They built an extra line for niggas to just go around and circle so you can get at the back. Why are you trying to cut in the side, man? Dominoes don't go like that, man. You can't just put the one next to any two. It don't go like that, man. I can't just see a six in the middle of the whole line and just say, oh, I just, yeah, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to put a two right here. Nah, I just don't. What's going on? I told you it's going to be some negativity in this, in this podcast. Been feeling nice and too much positive energy, man. You know, that the bubbly positivity, you know, I I don't mind nice people, right? But the fucking uh, guru energy type of, you know, hey, did you fucking, did you have your steel oats this morning? No, nigga, had a honey bun. Some water. I didn't need a honey bun, man. My toes gonna slide off if I eat a honey bun. Oh, another thing I wanted to uh, bring up, since we're just complaining, uh, I, I want to discuss how, how broken uh, my heart. <sighs> I don't want to go into tears right now. This past weekend, right, it was a wrestling event called All Out AEW. Right, you know me. You know I like a little wrestling. But like I used to like it a long time ago, right? I haven't been able to get into it in years, probably 2011, 10. Uh, I watched a little bit in like 15, 16, NXT. Um, but it's not something I'm into uh, no more. I can still enjoy a couple clips um, because I kind of know what's going on. Uh, they haven't been able to make new super wrestling stars so the same wrestling stars from uh my day uh late 90s early 2000s uh, the same stars now because um they have no fucking idea what they're doing it's one of the reasons i don't watch anymore but i realized this weekend uh and it was a very exciting weekend for for people that like wrestling um that's just not me anymore as i said um and i realized it on, on sunday and uh there's a lot of a lot of debut. I won't go over the whole event because it was fucking terrible for me. There's a lot of you know debuts and people so excited and huge uh, pops, huge uh, crowd noise, crowd audience noise, and screams, yeah, it's all this shit. And um, I wasn't excited for it at all, man. I thought it was fucking terrible. Um, I thought it actually sucked. And um, I seen like Brian Danielson came out. You know, I seen Punk came back. I watched that. Um, but these weren't the cats I were, I were, uh, I was huge fans of when I was, uh, when I did watch consistently. Uh, so, you know, them coming, coming back is not really a, a thing for me. 
But the wrestling has always been um, back in the day. Family time, as far as you know, the, the the guys getting together. It was it was just football and wrestling. Like nobody really watched boxing. Nobody watched basketball. I know I ain't still watch basketball till not till I got became an adult. I don't watch basketball at all as a kid. Um, I just thought it was soft. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I thought I thought basketball and baseball was too soft. That's why I watched it. I play. I always play football. That's always what I used to watch, but uh our family time was wrestling every Monday. Um sometimes the pay-per-views, my uncle would, would order them. And uh he would record them holes on VCR. This how old school he was. He just had VCR tapes, uh just wrestling, Monday Night Raw, Nitros, all that shit. He recalled one. Um he would recall one on another TV and we would watch both of them. He flipped back and forward on one TV and in the other room. He's recording both of them uh, for him to watch. So he, he's still into it. He still go to small shows, so he's still into it. Um, but it's only been a long time for me. So I just wanted to discuss um, my sadness and my disappointment in uh, not being able to enjoy wrestling anymore. I think it's the end of an era. Um, I still watch the old school stuff because, you know, learning about those old stories and you know the most most interesting thing about wrestling is people thought it was real. Like I thought it was real when I was a kid, but if you're a fucking kid and this dudes fake punching each other in the face, you don't know the difference. So I'm supposed to think it's real. Um, but it was presented in a in a more real way um, back then. Uh, this is way for my time in you know 60s, 70s, 80s, 30s, 40s. Um, it got a little bit more show busy in, in the 80s, and that's how it's starting to fake up just a little bit. Just a little bit. The 90s, where it just got super fake. Um, But people thought it was real. You know what I mean? People used to fucking have to, wrestlers used to have to run out of the arena. Motherfuckers used to get stabbed. Ellen Anderson was coming out to the ring. He got stabbed. Uh, motherfuckers were getting chased out of the whole city. Police escorts. Um, fans jumping out the crowd and jumping in the ring fighting niggas. Uh, a nigga getting shot. Uh, a dude jumping in the ring, got his ass whooped. The police grabbed him, they bought him in the back, and he get his ass whooped again while all the wrestlers, police just let tied him up, let everybody punch shit out of him. Uh, just, just that realness, that rawness, like being in an arena, an aggressive arena, when people think you're actually fighting. Um, but it's all this big storyline that people have been, you know, watching and reading. So it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a you, it's an investment, invested UFC fight. It's like I know, it, and it's not even nearly as close as you violence UFC fight. That's what's so crazy. How people just, you know, so riled up. That's I guess that's how good the storyline was. Um, which is why I don't like the a lot of the rest of the day. I don't think it, it makes sense at all. It's either WWE is just they burning niggas alive. Literally, niggas is burnt to, to a crisp. And uh, AEW is more like a a, a a jackass type of um feel. It's more like a parody of, of wrestling. It's more like a jackass feel. It's a lot of tables and chairs and niggas jumping off of shit. They do that on both, but I'm just not a huge fan of that stuff. So um I don't I don't want to see uh, niggas getting hit with light bulbs and shit like that. That's not that's, I didn't watch Jackass. So it's, it's not, you know, 
It's not my my uh, my my style, but uh, but seeing those eras and reading from people's in those eras that thought it was real, even now if you're not a wrestling fan, I would recommend it. Um, if you just put in shoot interviews or whatever, uh, there, there's stories like Haku, um, who is it, and this is a verifiable fact. I've seen this story. Ten times, uh, even by The Rock himself on um, Jimmy Kimmel show. You're looking up The Rock, his uncle, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Haku, Ming, he was a, uh, if you remember old school wrestling in the 90s, he was a big, small dude with a big afro. Um, but apparently in real life, everybody, everybody has confirmed he's the toughest wrestler. Like, he's the toughest person to ever wrestle. Like. This is not UFC tough. He ain't go put each with an on ball, even though he knew martial arts. But this is like the 80s, so you know it's, it's a lot different. But he did study some martial arts. So on top of him being Samoan, which is just all right, you fighting a fucking tank anyway. He actually trained martial arts, and he's a gigantic motherfucker. So you're 0 for three. But his personality wise, he was the nicest guy. Always real polite. Always saying thank you. You know, you just a real easy guy for these cats to get along with, right? So he would have the most trouble because this is, a, I don't know if this is an American thing. It just might be a man thing. Guys want to test themselves against like trained fighters or so people that are perceived trained UFC fighter. So back then he was perceived as a real wrestler, real tough guy. Um, and it just so happened in real life, <laughs> he was even tougher <laughs> than how he was perceived on television. So dudes wanted to test themselves. He's a fuck with him, right? So he had a big afro. So back in the day, this seventies and eighties, motherfuckers were even more ignorant back then. They thought he was black because he's afro and he's Samoan. So you know he's a little, he's a little dark, he's a little tan, a little browner. So they thought he was black. And he used to get called nigga with the ER on it, right? Uh, which is just crazy. He called someone, dude, with the hard ER on. So they're in the bar. And, um, you know, obviously people know him. They have fans, etc. So, you know, it go like that sometimes. You might get an autograph or something. So, guy came over, fuck with him. Hey, man, you think you're a tough guy? You know, he's like, hey, brother, you know, I'm, hey, we're not here for this. Yeah, I'll buy you a drink. Please, you know, we, we're just all here. It was a bunch of the wrestlers. We just have, here to have a good time. Please, you know, we're not here for that. Please, just let me buy you a drink to let you know we, we're just chilling, right? Dude refuses to drink. <laughs> refuses to drink. He walks off, comes back, fucks with him again. Uh, gets in his face, calls him a nigga. He's confused. And uh, the dude told the story is white. He's like, everybody's confused. Like, why is he calling me anywhere? It's like, everybody's looking at him like, so... He knew with the N-word, man. It's not like he's crazy. Simone, he knows what's going on. He was so mad. He actually took offense to it because he knew what the guy meant. Like, if he was black, the guy saying the N-word to him, he already knew that the guy meant ultimate disrespect. He he, The guy, went. he didn't call him a pussy. He called him a bitch. He went straight to the word that he knew 
would disrespect him. But since he was born, it didn't matter at first. But now I guess he clicked in his head like, wait, this motherfucker thinks I'm black. And he's calling me the most disrespectful word. How'd you call a black person? I, I personally think uh, look at somebody in the eyes and call him a stupid bitch. Uh, can hurt a lot worse, but uh, we'll leave that to, to semantics. But he looks at the dude, and the guy's still in his face talking shit. So he just bites the dude's nose off, and he spit it out, and he punched him in the face where his nose was, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so several people told the story. They they heard a scream, a type of scream. They look back and they see Haku with a mouth and shirt, like you know where the where your beard, where the baby beard go. All this is all his mouth, his nose, his chin, all this is blood, uh, like fucking Dracula. And they're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Because they thought somebody cold clock Haku, like holy shit, wait, somebody blooded up Haku. Nah, nah, wasn't the case. Um, so to end this podcast, check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Uh, baby, I'm saying you should not talk shit in niggas' faces because they just might bite your nose off. I'm just not sure what you know what I was coming to the conclusion of. Uh, but I just thought it was a hilarious story, and uh, I'll try to share more. This is all on YouTube, but I'll, I'll share more of these uh, wrestling stories. This is, this is how I. Have been keeping wrestling alive in my in my head by going back and listening to these stories, you know, from when I wasn't alive and or when I was a baby and I wasn't watching, you know what I'm saying, from the eighties, uh, late eighties and early nineties. All these stories about these cats being on the road and um well nineties it was already fake, but seventies and eighties, uh early eighties, people thought it was a little realer than than it than it actually was, you know what I mean? But uh well it wasn't real at all, but people thought it was real for the most part. New Orleans Louisiana, a lot of places down south. It sound right, boys. You'll get shot. Well, niggas, niggas was shot, so not you will. Will it's chance you will. So I just want to tell that story. Maybe y'all can go and look up um, on YouTube wrestling shoe stories. There's a lot of interesting stories from a lot of cats. Um, and to me, is wrestling is uh, as far as the character side is. It's always been uh, something I like because these cats have to be who they are. You know what I mean? The Rock is still a rock. Like, we can see The Rock on TV now. The Rock is in his 50s. Uh, this shit is 1998, but he's still The Rock. Stone Cold, uh, I don't know this nigga last. I think it's Williams. This nigga Steve Williams. This nigga ain't wrestled since 03. He still looked like Stone Cold to me. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's why I, I, I like that version of wrestling because... You know, it's real characters and uh, it, it's stories. It's a lot, it's a lot about stories. So, um, yeah, don't get in people's faces. They bite, bite your fucking nose off. It's
sound right, boy. Cross the streams. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.